0: Why Church? That is the title of our series, and to help us understand the answer to that question, we're looking at the sufficiency of Scripture. Join us. Truth for Today, next... From Valley Bible Church, right here in Hercules, this is Truth For Today. Hi there, and welcome to our broadcast. Today we continue our series, Why Church? And in the midst of this question that serves as our series title, we have an answer taken from the sufficiency of Scripture and why it is sufficient. Once again, we're back in Psalm 19 as we continue our look at the sufficiency of God's Word. Won't you join us? Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Do you know Christian
1: marriages that aren't the sweetest place on earth? I don't expect any amens today. It's time for meditation. Don't show your hand. Wisdom, to have wisdom, how I spend money, who are my peers, marriage, uh, So many issues of life that I don't have a right or a wrong. The wisdom literature of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. uh, How do I make money, spend money? Okay, that's a big issue in life. And how many young people start out with any knowledge of how to use it? And not to be in debt all the time or be enslaved. He says, God's word can give you wisdom. And James said, ask for wisdom. And then James tells you, heavenly wisdom is sweet. It's reasonable. It's pure. It's righteous. You know, and so I look at some people, everything is explosive. Everything's difficult. And you watch, an unwise person is always walking into a trap because they're not prepared for life. They're just not. Give you an example uh, I use this first service, and I think I lost them because they all went into shock. The, the Bible will give you a right set of prejudices, okay? And when I said, do you believe in prejudice? And people automatically say, oh, you're thinking of racial. No, I'm thinking of sin prejudice. Let's say like this. He teaches a son. Don't go to her corner. She hangs out here. She dresses this way. She looks this way. She talks this way. I want to give you a prejudice. Don't get around that kind of environment. Prejudged. My buddies just said, let's go. And I didn't think a thing about it before we were busted, got drunk, and, and happened to be involved in a raid on a brothel. Well, Dumbo, Simpleton, did you not read Proverbs what that character would look like, what the place would look like? You should have prejudiced yourself against that kind of behavior. Do you have that prejudice before you even meet it? You don't get in it and figure out what you're going to do. It's like living on the edge of Niagara Falls. And being ten feet away, said, "You know, I should. I really ought to get out of this river. It's a little late, honey." There's some situations you better prejudge. I can't go there. The gravitational pull to sin, temptation is too strong. The Word of God is able to take a simpleton, those that are naive about sin and life, and give them the right set of prejudices, of sin. I don't want to do that. I don't want to hang out with fools. Do you know what a fool is? Read Proverbs. He's always right. He always wants to fight. He's always angry. He's dangerous. I need to know what a fool looks like before I meet them. And that's what he's saying. It's just, that's the right kind of prejudice. I've been forewarned. I've been... For, uh, equipped to know that, and he said, my, my word will teach you that. My word will show you how to avoid a thousand pitfalls before you ever get to them. Wow. And isn't youth a dangerous time of how much stupid stuff you can do before you're 25? That you regret the rest of your life. Well, this is convicting. Let's keep going. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. God's Word was designed to bring joy to your heart by its promises, uh, by its instruction, by its guidance. And I think this joy is best illustrated. He goes on to say, it's like eating honey or someone giving you gold. That, that the Word from God is designed to just thrill you And make your heart burst. Uh, In the first service, uh, Jane Jones brought her mother up to me, who happens to be 88 years of age. Her husband's been with the Lord about two years. Uh, They both went to Bible college when they had four children. And she got pregnant while they were in Bible college. And she wanted to let me know. She said, guess how much money we owed when we left? She said, nothing. My husband graduated from college And we had five children, and God kept us. And she said, I spend two hours every day in his word. I can't get enough of it. 88 years old. She said, it is like gold. It is like honey to me. And I see many believers, they're looking for something sweet in life. And they've got a book full of it. The news doesn't have it, let me tell you. But I know this is sweet. What you think on before you go to sleep? Why don't you think on something sweet? Think on something that's gold. What do you feed your mind? You know what Philippians uh, four said, not to worry. And he said, well, don't. You ought to pray, you won't worry. But we forget verse eight. To to have peace, you must think on the right categories. You must think on things that are good. Think of things that are sound. And let me tell you, right here, God's given you his word to nourish and to masticate in your mind during your sleeping moments. Because you're thinking all through the night, you're thinking what usually you did the last hour before you went to sleep. Why don't you put some sweetness in your soul? I haven't found many people who meditate in this book who remain sour. It will sweeten up even your temperament. This book. That's what he says. And then we keep on. He says, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And I'll just mention passing the eyes. Once again, I've said it several times of late. Eyes is a Hebrew idiom. It doesn't mean he will give you 20 vision. You remember in Ephesians 1 and 3, May God open the eyes of your heart. May God enlighten your heart. You have eyes in the heart, in the core of your being, the way you take in truth, the way you respond. That's what he's talking to. And God's word will enlighten you. And that basically says, he will get up here and form the grid by which you interpret life, and by which you interpret people, and bad eyes. Jesus said, evil, "You have an evil eye." We used to wonder. I thought an evil eye. Someone looked at you like that. No. No. What? A, an evil eye is really perverted, perverted vision. You don't interpret the data right. You know, some people will always be guilty to you until you change the apparatus. How do you see things? I see it this way. To, 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 can we give you any more? No, I've made up my mind. It's that way. Okay. Can't change perspective. The Bible is designed to change the way we interpret the data. You know, one of the hardest things in the world to do is to change adult opinions. You seldom can get an adult to change. That's why train your kid. While they think you still know what you're talking about. (laughs) Because it won't be long. You won't be able to tell them anything. You know. You know what a sophomore is, don't you? In in Greek, sophomore is made of two words. A wise fool. Sophomore Sophia Moronic. And by the second year of college, they called it the sophomore. You know everything. So you're a sophomore. I know that's not complimentary, but that's just what the word means. That's where it came from. Look at Timothy now. And we just briefly state the word of God when he's talking to Timothy, pastoring at Ephesus. He tells him, you've known the scriptures from a young boy, and they were able to make you wise about salvation. So where else Are you going to take people to show them the way of salvation? How God plans to save them. And in verse 15, he said, you've known the sacred scriptures that make you wise unto salvation. It's why in our children's ministries, our VPS, over and over throughout the years, we present the gospel, the plan of salvation, the how-to. I mean, we do it with, uh, I mean... With our teachers over there, illustrations. We just did it at Easter. We do it at BBA. We keep telling young people, young people, young. Here's the way of salvation. Here's the way. We can't save them, but we can tell them how to be saved. And so the scriptures, what other book can tell you how to be saved? What other book, uh, we've got Carolyn's aunt and uncle, and we're going to bury their brother this next week, no doubt. Just went home to be with the Lord. Uh, Tell me, what do you want read when you're burying your loved ones? You got a sure word? He's saved to the bone. Knew Christ for years. Hey, it's the way to be saved. How how can you? I talked to this young boy. I said, man, come to church with me. I'm too busy. You must be at least 25. You know, running the world practically. Why, why, why not come? What are you going to do when you die and you stand before God and you will die and you will stand before God? I don't care if you voted Democrat or Republican, you're going to be there. And God's neither. God's holy, righteous, the righteous judge. And he's going to say, what did you do with my son? Well, I never knew how. Did you ever study? We had a young man uh, years ago, Matt Fernandez, uh, uh, Susie's brother. Uh, it was around Easter time. He's going to Contra Costa College. He grew up as a Catholic boy St. Joseph in Pino. Uh Became curious about the resurrection and curious about the Easter thing. Didn't even own a Bible. Went to Contra Costa college library checked out a bible i think he'd seen a film maybe bit her or something like that and he checks out a, a bible to read it and guess what comes to christ this man must be from god this this must be true and then he started working on his brother steve and steve said i want to beat you up if you don't get out of my bedroom I'm not interested. But in time, God saved them all. We got the book that tells you how to go from earth to glory. This is it. And you can know, you won't dare miss death today. Because that's life changing. I plan to see it, I think. But so what? So what? How can it save anybody? If we took your Bible away, could you tell someone how to be saved? Would you know what to quote at a funeral that's in your heart that you know for sure. Well, he goes on to say, the word of God is profitable and it's profitable for what we teach. Let me ask you this. What has shaped and determined what you believe today? Uh, is it the Lord told me so? Or do you have a chapter and verse? Do you know so? Do you do you know so? Can you do you have a sure foundation in His Word? Uh, we used to sing a song: "My anchor holds in the storms." And the storms of life come and go, but my anchor holds. My anchor holds. And so, what what I know about God, sin, hell, judgment. Uh, this form, our teaching. This is the source of it. So, old confessions went this way The Word of God is the basis for what we believe and what we practice. So, that says it all. Then he goes on to say, The Word of God is sufficient to reprove me. Now, what do I need a reproof for? The word means to convict me or convince me. And the idea is going to court that it can produce enough evidence to my mind of why I should do something. You remember John 16, that the Spirit would come and he would convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment to come. Doesn't mean everybody in the world gets saved, but the Spirit rallies the truth, rallies the information to the mind. Your sin of rejecting Christ is an eternal sin. You need the righteousness that comes from Christ. And there's judgment following. And the Spirit, He works to present that to the human mind. To convince, to convict, to convict. But it doesn't always mean a conversion. There's many a person who's come under conviction who is never saved. Because they can reject it. They could turn away from it. But they felt the tugging of God. They felt the evidence rallying to their mind. And he says, the word of God is designed to convince you and I of the right way to go and maybe to address wrong thinking in our mind. This is the basis of the conviction, the word of God. He goes on to say, it's capable to correct you, which means once it points out your problem, It offers the solution to set you up. To straighten you up. And so that it is the vehicle that God uses to shape us. Then he goes on to say, it will train you in righteous ways to live, basically. It will train you in the right way to live. Uh, It is so refreshing to meet a Bible Christian. Not people who own a Bible but people who know the Bible, people who study it and take it seriously. Uh, And he says, they will be trained for righteousness and they will become competent and outfitted for every good work. Will God let you reach the intended goal he has for you if you remain ignorant of his word? Will you have the ministry? Now, are you able to argue his word? Have you been equipped? And and the word here for, uh, actually the word for equipped is a word that was used of completely outfitting a wagon or to outfit a rescue vessel. It it has all the gear, all that's necessary. And and let me just ask you today, uh, if 10 people came up Want to be saved, and we called you out of the audience. Would you be able to lead them to Christ? Would you be able to tell them? Is that asking too much? Do, I mean, do you need to go to Harvard to do that? No, no, no. Or, or wait, wait, wait. We got an emergency. The fifth grade teacher's sick, and and I'm addressing 30 men, and so we got 30 men raising the hand. I'll do it. I know the word. I'm ready. Go. Or, I haven't been gifted to teach. Have you been gifted to learn? Have you been gifted to learn? You remember the Bereans? They, now listen, listen. If Paul the Apostle was preaching today, and you were Berean, you'd go home, and you'd study all afternoon this sermon to see if it was in keeping with the Word of God. Now, how many of you plan to do that? Yeah, just go home, get a Bible. Said, yeah, he said something I didn't like it. I want to check that out. I remember years ago I said something, Chuck, and I was in Hebrews. I said about Christ intercessing, or didn't state it right. They came up to me like, you know, you know, you stated it's really this way. Thank you. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> no, but they just came up because they were listening, they were following. And they weren't dumb. But I'm, I'm telling you, how do you know you wouldn't be deceived if the Antichrist started a church in our community? Do you think the Antichrist will be dumb and won't be able to deceive? He's a great deceiver. And what's your grid? What's your grid for truth? The grid Hey, they say this about Christ, but the Bible says this. They say this about how to get to heaven, but the Bible says this. I'm not trying to make you a minister, a pastor, get over all of that. I'm trying to see you be what God intended and why he gave you the word and that we ought to get over this infantile stuff. Well, I don't know enough to do anything. That is baloney. That's baloney. God does not want his sheep to be stupid and gullible and to be deceived and to be taken advantage of. So he's giving you a grid. He's giving you his word that will bless you. He will correct you and instruct you while he's letting you eat the honey and discover the gold. And this is the rich treasure that I wish for every believer. I've been in the church for Years, all my life, because I was there even when I wasn't saved. But I must say, I've met so few on the journey that treasure His Word, love His Word, and can tell me His Word. You know? Uh, Sometimes the most criticism I get in the church is non biblical, they don't have a verse, they just got an opinion. You're doing something I don't like. Maybe I don't. But that's why we're doing it. You got a verse. You got a verse. Because I tremble before this book. I'm not above. You know what? We are not popes. We, We stand under the word. If the book says this. And I say anything different. Shoot me. Not this book. You hear me? I've been here 45 years. You've been here how long? If you don't know what I believe by now, you haven't been listening. You haven't been listening. You'd ask Chuck, a lot of Bodieaire, if you want to know how many CDs we've published. John Ross has gone through our tape library, and he's gone all the way to 1975. So if you want some sleeping stuff, just buy some of our CDs. Play it before you go to bed. What? And I want this for you. I don't want you to be beat up. I want you to be hungry for honey. Hungry for gold. Some of you are poor in your soul. You're starving for a good word. You've been through bitter trials. You've had bitter relationships. You've had broken. Guess what? This is a healing book. It It will restore you. It will restore you. It will restore you.
0: That you might grow in Christ and find encouragement in the day-to-day lives that we lead as believers in Christ. It is a challenge to live in a dead and dying world, is it not? Especially knowing heaven awaits us. So it is a delight to be able to come to you on a daily basis and provide you with this encouragement from God's Word as we teach and train and, and preach the gospel of Christ for the glory of God and your good. This is Truth For Today, Pastor Phil Howard, taking us to God's Word that we might be mutually edified in grace. If you have questions or comments about the broadcast, maybe you would like to hear the program again. We have a couple of ways that you can reach us. The easiest, of course, is our phone number, 855-833-9864. If you would rather visit our website and work through the website, you can do so, truthfortodayradio.org. A lot of resource materials available there besides our podcasts. You'll also take advantage of the many other resources, books, and materials. It's all at truthfortodayradio.org. You can write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is our zip code. And as we conclude our time today, we would invite you to link arms with us financially and prayerfully. These programs come to you on a daily basis, and even our extended resource materials found at our website are available as you link arms with us, partnering with us financially and prayerfully, whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. Please consider how you might come alongside and partner with us as we continue to minister the gospel of Christ to the greater Bay Area. We'd love to hear from you. Here's that phone number once again, 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. And our website, you can securely give a donation there as well, truthfortodayradio.org. And then we would also invite you to join us for worship. If you're not involved in a fellowship near you, consider this an official invitation to join us here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. For directions and information, you can visit our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or again, call 855-833-9864. And then would you please mention that you were invited by the radio broadcast to one of our ushers? It would mean a great deal to us. Whether you visit us in person or simply stop by our website or listen to us here on the radio, we hope to see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.